to Trinity Lutheran Church. We're glad you're here. Merry Christmas. And we have one more song to go before we finish our, our prelude for the evening. So welcome to Christmas Eve at Trinity Lutheran Church.
Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you, Carl. Lovely piece. Welcome. Good evening. Merry Christmas. I'm Deacon Amy, and it is my thrill to welcome you here this evening for our Christmas Eve worship service. It is good that we are here. A special welcome to our visitors this evening. You are always welcome here, and please know that as we move toward the communion table later in this evening, you are all welcome to come and participate. This is uh, the Lord's table, and the Lord welcomes everyone. The hymns for all of our songs this evening will be projected for you. You can find them up on the walls, and everything will be right there for you. So if it is comfortable for you, I invite you to stand. Gathered together, we worship in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. And we will join together in singing our gathering hymn, O Come, All Ye Faithful. grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. We continue singing, Hark the Herald Angels Sing.
Let us pray. Almighty God, we give you thanks this night for the birth of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. We pray that in the singing of songs and in the telling of your story, our lives might be changed by the miracle of Christmas. In the name of the Christ child, we pray. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Thank you, Arnie. Marie is going to share a reading for this evening with us. The lesson for this evening 
is from the ninth chapter of Isaiah. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. You have multiplied the nation. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as joy at the harvest. For a child has been born to us, a son given to us, Authority rests on his shoulders, and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His authority shall grow continually, and there shall be endless peace for the throne of David and his kingdom. He will establish and uphold it with justice, and with righteousness. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. registered with Mary to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. Now in that region there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then the angel of the Lord stood before them. And the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. 
And this will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts. They were praising God and they were saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste, and they found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary, she treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had seen and all they had heard as it had been told them. Gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. God is good? All the time? Mary, did you know? It would not have been uncommon on that fateful Christmas Eve to have a baby born in Bethlehem. And it would not have been particularly uncommon that fateful Christmas Eve to have a baby born in Bethlehem that was swaddled. But it would have been uniquely uncommon 
to have a baby born in Bethlehem swaddled and placed in an animal feed trough. Child wrapped in bands of cloth four to six inches wide, four to five yards long, wrapped as a sign that this was a wanted child, a child that had been planned for. Now, it might seem somewhat difficult to hear or to understand, but in this day, it was not uncommon for children to be born that were not wanted. And it was not uncommon to actually find an unwanted infant lying in fields. In fact, Ezekiel, in his prophecy, he spoke out against Israel, speaking of Israel, you are like the un the unswaddled child of God because it had fallen so far from God's plan. There was a liturgy of welcome that followed Mary's love push that birthed this baby that moved it from the womb to the arms of a waiting mother. The liturgy meant, of course, tying the, um, the umbilical cord and washing the baby, but then it would take oil and salt. They would take oil and salt, and they would rub the baby down with this as a sign of purification. And then four to six yards of stripped cloth would bind the child's legs and then bind the child's arms to its side, and there would be this utterly defenseless child, but the swaddling was a sign that this child was wanted. Mary and Joseph had prepared for this moment. This was no fluke. So Luke, including that bit of knowledge in the narrative, and he was swaddled, wrapped in swaddling cloths, was an intentional piece of information. It was meant to convey to the reader, to the listener, that this liturgy of welcome had been performed on this child, and a swaddled baby was anticipated for, and it was planned for, and it was welcomed. But a swaddling infant in a feed trough, that was unique. That was different. Maybe it could be a sign, though. Maybe it could be a sign that there were two worlds now meeting. The child was welcomed in a world that did not welcome new life. Mary, did you know? Do first-time parents ever really know what they're getting into having a child? Do they really understand how all this romantic notion of bearing a child and raising this child and what it would mean for their life, do they really understand? And most parents especially parents of teenagers, shake their heads, no, no. Mary, did you know? Mary, did you know? This baby that was flesh of your flesh and chosen by God. Mary, did you know what that meant? Isaiah was Israel's most revered prophet. Jesus quoted Isaiah more than any of the other prophets. 700 years earlier, during a similar time in the history of Israel, where foreign occupation had wiped out the country and left it in the, with the consequences of horrific war and bloodletting, Isaiah spoke words of prophecy to Israel that like an unswaddled child had fallen far from God's intentions for Israel, but nonetheless, in the midst of these difficult words of prophecy, he shares words of a profound hope. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light, for a child has been born for us, a son. Authority rests on his shoulders, and there shall be endless peace. Startling words in the midst of a dismal prophecy, words of light in the midst of Israel's failure. 
The words of Isaiah endured as the hope of Israel. Now, it was to the shepherds, those at the fringe of society, that the angel said, this will be a sign to you, a sign. You will find a swaddled child, a wanted child, a wanted, who is the Messiah. You will find that child in the city of David, Bethlehem, in a feed trough. Well, unique enough to be a sign, but really, why should they care? For goodness sake, it had been 700 years. In Hebrew, there is no word for patience. What we would translate as patience, they translate as long-suffering. 700 years is long-suffering. Now, we become absolutely undone if we've lost our Wi-Fi connection for five minutes. The sense of panic and dread that washes over people is just amazing to watch sometimes. So for the most part, I think we struggle with understanding what long-suffering really implies. Though, though, I do want to say there is an asterisk to that. I believe that there are those who are generously loving family members to death through what is often known as the long goodbye. I think they understand long-suffering. Mary, did you know that your baby boy would save our sons and daughters? Well, the angels, they bring good news of great joy. A child has been born in Bethlehem who is the Messiah. Could it really be after 700 years? And as a sign that this is true, you will find a swaddled child in a feed trough in the city of David. Now, this could maybe pique a person's curiosity, notwithstanding angels bearing witness to it. But what's more improbable is if something could be more improbable than that is that the angel's message is that victory has been won. Victory has been won. Now, that should strike us as peculiar because normally one has to wait to the end of the story to find out if one can declare victory. But in this case, victory is declared at the beginning, at the birth. The Messiah has come. This child in Bethlehem, long before Good Friday and Easter, long before death and resurrection, from the birth, from the swaddled birth of this child, victory is declared that God has now begun his reign of peace on earth. What has this baby done? The shepherds, the never-to-be-heard-again shepherds, were led to, to look for a sign in the stable. I believe that it is the same Spirit of God that spoke to us and led us to a church to look for a sign. A sign that the swaddled Jesus is the long-awaited-for Messiah and that God's reign of peace has already begun, notwithstanding all evidence to the contrary. I mean, put this in context. What do, how does the world define peace? The world defines peace by the power of mutual destruction. That's how the world defines peace. Or the world offers a peace that beckons us to find confidence that our missiles will be launched before there is land. What? How is that peace? Now, if some people think it's horribly naive to somehow look at a swaddle-bound infant in a feed trough in Bethlehem as a sign that God's reign of peace has begun, I would submit to you that the world standard is even further off the mark. On this Christmas Eve... Your presence is the sign 
that we have already placed our hope in the swaddled baby Jesus. That's the sign of victory. We are the gathered sign of God's delight in humanity. We delight in what some might declare as the absurdity of God condescending to find favor with us. All somehow captured in a swaddled baby in Bethlehem in a feed trough. Imagine God finding favor with us in this swaddled bundle of love. Possibly the shepherd's response could inspire something similar in us. Because tonight we sing. And we sing like the shepherds and we give glory to God in our song. And maybe we could just give it a little more meaning as we do it. The shepherds, they return to their own life. What will you do? You will return to your own life. But they did so glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. We are God's beloved no less than the Judean shepherds. Our lives are also changed forever. We are the congregation of not yet fully angels who have gathered in this church to sing praises and give glory to God. We are a sign that Mary maybe would never have imagined. A sign that God's reign of peace has begun. We have peace with God, though we're still practicing with one another. Mary, did you know? It's a tune that haunts. Scripture does not record Mary saying much after her annunciation, her conversation with the angel, you know, let it be to me according to your word. But Luke does give us one very important clue. The child was wrapped in bands of cloth. Jesus was anticipated. The swaddled bundle of love placed in a manger as a sign of hope. And she pondered all this in her heart as only a mother can do. God is good all the time. All the time. Amen. Please stand and join us as we sing joy to the world. greeting a peace with your neighbor.
right, well, good evening and Merry Christmas. Thank you. Um, just brief announcements about this coming Sunday's worship service. We will be back here in two days. Um, this Sunday, we are only having one worship service. We'll worship at 9 o'clock in the morning with a service of lessons and carols. So it will be a beautiful, beautiful post-Christmas or beginning of the Christmas season uh, service at 9 o'clock this Sunday morning. Uh, so as we prepare to move toward the communion table, again, remember you are all welcome here. Whether this is your first time here or you've been here for years, everyone is welcome to share in the Lord's Supper. Uh, we will sing together, angels we have heard on high, as the ushers will bring forward the gifts for the table. So I, no, we will stay right here and sing, <laughs> angels we have heard on high. <laughs> Thank you. Passover night long ago in Jerusalem, when he was gathered with those whom he loved, he took bread, he gave thanks, he broke it, and he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat, this is my body, it is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again, after the supper, he took the cup, and after giving thanks, he gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new cup poured out of my blood for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. For as often as we eat of this bread and we drink of this cup, we share in the mystery of Christ's real presence, who is here with us now, and who taught us when we pray to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we As Amy has reminded you, this is an open table. All are invited to come and to receive the bread and the wine, although we will be distributing juice to everyone this night. Please take the, the chalice or the small cup and after you've consumed, place it in the bucket, the basket, excuse me. And there are three stations and the ushers will direct you. Please be seated.
And now may the body of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the gift of his most precious blood 
Strengthen, keep, and preserve you in perfect faith unto life everlasting. In the name of God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now we move towards our ending song, Silent Night. You each should have received a candle as you came in. So now Pastor Tom and I will uh, start the flames up here. We'll pass the flames to the ushers. The ushers will then go through row by row and share the light among the congregation. So please note, as you are receiving the light, tip your candle to receive the light. Don't tip your candle when you already have a light. Tip the candle to receive a light. And we will sing together Silent Night. benediction. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine upon you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. Amen. Go in peace to tell of God's love and to serve the Lord. Merry Christmas.